Welcome to Keys to the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and I'm going to talk about the Kingdom of God. I'll have to tell you that I'm back on the radio again, but uh, I'm not back home yet. I'm in Minneapolis, and we'll have meetings today in the Minneapolis area, and we'll also have meetings tomorrow in the Minneapolis area. And uh, if you know anybody in that area, we'll give you the address and location and times of those meetings shortly. So be ready with your pen and paper so that you can call your friends and tell them to get down there and hear Brother Gregory because there are things we talk about at these meetings that we don't talk about too much on the radio. Uh, today we'll uh, talk a little bit about the, the last uh, month or so where we've been traveling around the country and uh, talking the kingdom of God, meeting lots and lots of people, uh, sharing uh, the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, which is at hand with uh, people all across the country. We often had meetings scheduled from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock, and we were still in the parking lots at midnight because people couldn't get enough. People would come. Many of our meetings, people came, and they didn't even know who we were. They really didn't know much about us. They hadn't been even to the websites or read any of the books. And they were very excited about what they heard. Uh, at second meetings, they would offer always a good sign. And uh, so well received by those who showed up, but those who didn't show up, they missed out. And so you want to make sure that if you know anybody in the Minneapolis area, that you get them down to the Heartland Credit Union, uh, Credit Union at 5500 South Robert Trail. Uh, in, is that Grove? Inver Grove Heights. I-R-V-E-R Grove Heights. Uh, this will be uh, today at 1 o'clock. We'll open up and we'll go to 4. We'll have a break in there and uh, maybe we'll go get a bite to eat or something. You can come with us. And then we'll be back at 6 to 9 in that same location. And that's on today. May 7th. And we'll also have a meeting on May 8th in the same place, Heartland Credit Union, 5500 South Robert Trail, uh, Enver Grove Heights. Um, and that'll be at 5 o'clock on Sunday evening. And we have people coming from different parts of the state to these meetings and uh, different groups. And so you can come to all the, the meetings. It's only $100 a seat. I'm just kidding. It's not anything. We don't charge you anything for coming. It's absolutely free to come. It will, may cost you some of your illusions and delusions. And uh, we may pry some lies out of your heart that other people have painted in there. Uh, we'll scrape it, scrape it if, if necessary. Uh, maybe even pressure wash you a little bit. Uh, so that you get your heart cleaned up for Christ. We're, we're the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight for the way of the Lord. And we'll give that address again in the second half of the show. But uh, right now, what, what are we talking about when we're going about preaching the kingdom? What is the kingdom? Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's uh, at hand. It's within your reach. It doesn't come through observation. It's not those who say, Lord, Lord, but those who do it the will of the Father. Jesus also, when asked, uh, what must I do to uh, inherit uh, eternal salvation? And uh, he made it very clear. You know the commandments. Keep them. So how do you keep the commandments? Uh, obviously, you probably aren't one of those people who go around and kills people. But you may contribute to the murder of people. Uh, there was just a talk on the news just before the program started about abortions and abortion clinics. Um, abortion is the extinguishing of a life in the womb of a woman. Now, she may have a right to make that choice, according to some people, but that doesn't make the choice right. And if you are financing that choice, you become a party to that event. And you have to finance that because the majority of the people in the United States say it's okay to do that. And it's okay to force you to contribute to that. So therefore, you're a party to that. 
if the United States were to ever to engage in an unjust war, uh, attack people and bomb the infrastructure of those countries so that millions of people die. If that were to ever happen, or if that has ever happened, you're a party to that. You're a partaker to the choices that are made by that nation because you've become a party to that nation. Uh, when Americans first lived in this country, they weren't a party to the United States. One reason was the United States didn't exist. The United States existed when men signed the Constitution and states arrived, or at least agreed or acquiesced to that Constitution. The United States federal government came into existence. At that time, people were not a party to it. That's what the Supreme Court of that government stated that people were not a party to the Constitution. Had it been put to the people, they would have voted it down. Historians agree to that. Um, it was a very unpopular document. Nobody believed it was their salvation. Uh, some men thought it was good for commerce, and really that's what it was devised to protect. Uh, commerce and the borders of the nation. Well, commerce is in a lot of trouble. The economy's in a lot of trouble. And... Uh, the borders of the nation, they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, the problem is, is that we have changed in so many ways over the last 200 years. Americans today wouldn't know freedom if it ran up and bit them on the leg. Uh, they wouldn't know what it means to be a free nation. They have their fireworks on the 4th of July. They have their uh, holidays that they celebrate. They have the laurels that they study a little bit about in school uh, of past heroes but they themselves have gone into a bondage worse than that of Egypt they are farther down in the system of uh, the world than God ever intended men to be as a matter of fact God doesn't want you to be of the world he wants you to live in the world but not world. and the word they use there for world is constitutional order or system of government they don't use any of the other four words that are translated in the New Testament into world they use the particular word that specifically meant the organized state and we weren't to be of that we weren't depend on that we weren't to pray to that for our daily bread we weren't to look to that in any way and Americans do that today and they do it mostly because the abomination posing as the church established by Jesus Christ. Now, that's pretty hard on a lot of ministers to say that, but the reality is that's true. The ministers of today have brought in damnable heresies. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof, and they have delivered the whole world, and specifically the United States and the citizenry of the United States, back into the bondage of Egypt worse than it was before. And what happens when you do that? You create a society where people will actually close their shades when they hear that somebody is being raped in the streets. Uh, if you bring it to the attention of pastors in the church that somebody is being abused in the courts, they're being robbed of their personal property and their real property, and uh, judges or, or lawyers are actually taking advantage of them and draining them, they say, well, that's none of our business. We're the church. We're just going to uh, pray for them and hope everything works out. And they go back into their little uh, cathedrals and churches and they do nothing about injustice. They do nothing about the abuse of the law. They do nothing about the absence of mercy. And it's, it's astounding because Jesus said those were the weightier matters. Law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Should have left off doing all the things that churches do and attended to that. See, if Jesus was here, the first people that would want to crucify him in truth would be the ministers of most of the churches. They would be absolutely appalled at the outrageous statements of Christ that he said at that time, and you never hear today. Take, for instance, the statement on Corbin. Corbin is a social security system. It was a social security system in Rome. It was a social security system in Judea at the time of Christ. 
it was based on compelled offerings that you had to pay in because you signed up and became a member of that social security system that's just a historical fact that's what Corbin was it was a sacrifice that was compelled John the Baptist offered a Corbin also but his Corbin was based on faith hope and charity and the perfect law of liberty you have two coats your neighbor has none you share that's not what Christians do today what Christians do today is they hire men with guns to go to their neighbor's house and force or intimidate them to give money, to give resources, to give their sweat and blood so that they can have a social welfare system that makes them feel saved, makes them feel, pastor tell me, oh, we don't pray to the government. We only pray to God. I don't know why they can't see that preaching... Uh, and praying are not just terms for church. Praying simply means applying, asking. When Jesus said, call no man father on earth, he was talking about the government. Because at that time, all the ministers of the government were called father. Even uh, the, the, some ministers of government were called gods. Those were the judges. Once you understand the meaning of those words, you'll realize that your modern government has become your modern religion. People complain about churches becoming 501c3 churches. Well, they should. They're already all government churches anyway. They might as well go all the way and admit it. They operate by the grace of the state, not by the grace of Jesus Christ. If you were a real church, you'd probably be persecuted. But they don't want persecution. They want success as the false denominations they have become. And this is the way it is. This is what you've become. You've gone whoring after other gods. You have created false religion. Your system of Corbin, your system of Social Security makes the word of God to none effect. And it's changing the nature of your society. It's changing your nature. And you need to repent. You need to turn around. You need to go another way. Because, well, because that's righteousness. And we're supposed to be seeking the righteousness of God. But also, that is the only way to go if you really want to be saved in this world or the next. In this world, that system is an unrighteous famine and it will fail. Now, this is a message I have repeated over and over again. It's always bears repeating again because you don't hear it anywhere else but here. So what should you be doing, though? What should you be, when you repent and turn around, what does the direction you should be going in look like? Which direction should you be going in, and how will you know that that's the right direction? Well, the truth is, is that's all in the Bible too. Doesn't have anything to do with what you sing in church this week. Doesn't have anything to do with the prayers you mumble or the beads you roll through your fingers. It has to do, uh, or even the uh, and the words you say, whether they're Hebrew or English or any of those things. If you're not doing what Christ said, you're not doing anything in the name of Yeshua of Jesus, of God, of Yahweh, or Yahweh, or whatever you want to call him. If you're not doing what he said with the spirit that he said it, you're not doing it in his name. You're not doing it in his name because you say some word. You're only doing it in his name because you're doing it according to his character, according to his spirit. Spirit giveth life, the letter killeth. When you think you're doing it right because you're saying the right letters, you are killing the spirit. And you're killing yourself and you're killing your soul and you will miss the whole thing. What you know and what you need to know can only be revealed to you by the spirit. When Peter and all the apostles were asked who Jesus was, they, most of them couldn't answer, but finally Peter answered. And he was Simon Bar-Jonah at that time. And he answered. And he said, Blessed are you, Simon, because you know this, not because flesh and blood has revealed it to you, but because my Father in heaven has revealed it to you. 
And what he then said, upon this rock, this uh, stone, I shall build my church. He's not talking about Peter. He's talking about the individual divine revelation of the Holy Spirit in the heart and mind of Peter. And that is what you need. And you need that badly. Now, how do you get that? Can you muster that up with magic words? Can you muster that up with the deeds that you do? Well, no. But you can prepare yourself. You can turn around, go another way, and try and struggle and strive. That's what Christ said. Strive to walk in another path. And so, again, what does that path look like? What would it look like if you were seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Well, first thing is, you have to set your neighbor free. In other words, you can't put your neighbor in bondage. You can't covet your neighbor's goods anymore. You're going to have to find provision for yourself that is dependent upon faith, hope, and charity and not forcing your neighbor to provide for it. Now, I know many of you may be elderly and already on Social Security. Okay. But you have to realize that that system is a system of Corbin. You can take what energy you have, what power you have, what abilities you have, what knowledge you have, and begin to go the other way. Begin to set the table of the Lord. Begin to create another system whereby people will take care of you out of love and not because you sent people to their house to force them to contribute to your welfare. Because that kind of welfare will be a snare. Not only for you, but for your children and your children's children. What should have been for your welfare has become a snare. It has become a trap. And that's because you have sat and ate with rulers and you've had a great appetite. First it was public school, then it was health care and retirement and uh, uh your Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and now uh, universal health care. All these things were ways in which the Romans went. But it is not the way of the early church. It is not the way of Christ. It wasn't the way of John the Baptist. They were dependent upon faith, hope, and charity, not forcing their neighbor to contribute to their welfare. If they did that, they would become merchandise. And that's why Peter says... Through covetousness, you shall be made merchandise. And that's what's happened. Because you coveted your neighbor's goods, you become merchandise. So the road to the kingdom is the reverse of that. You have to stop coveting your neighbor's goods. Stop desiring those benefits. And start making provisions whereby the society in which you live, and the society of which you live, is dependent entirely upon faith, hope, and charity. That means you have to find other people that are thinking that same way, who are repenting also and wanting to go in that path. And that's why we just covered 30 states um, of the United States. Uh, we got a couple more to go, so we're probably at about 27 or 28. And uh, I was looking around to see if I could put somebody else on before the break, but it looks like I'm here. Alone, <laughs> they, I've been abandoned. No, anyway, um, they're out there. Uh, uh, I've got Paul Bethke with me and Hadar here in Minneapolis. If you want to meet them, come down to the meetings at uh, Heartland Credit Union uh, by one o'clock today. And if you want have a friend or a relative meet them, then you get them to come down by one o'clock today. And uh, if you know anybody. Call them up. Tell them to get on this radio program and we'll tell them more in the second half hour about how to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So one of the key things to the kingdom, we see it said by Jesus Christ, by Moses, who are both in agreement, is that you have to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if you were lost, would you want somebody to come and find you? If you were confused and bewildered and, and abandoned, would you want somebody to come and find you and help you? Well, if you want that, you need to want to do that for others. Remember, Christ came to serve. He didn't come here to say, I'm a sovereign or I'm a free man or you can't tell me what to do. He came here to serve others because if you don't come with that heart, 
of wanting to help others and serve others, then how can Christ live in you? Christ would find that very uncomfortable living somebody who was selfish and uh, self-righteous and uh, just looking out to save himself. Christ just can't live in somebody like that. He w- won't live in that. <coughs> so, you need to move in that direction in your life. Start looking for those other people. Work with us. Do it on your own. Whatever you want to do. That's why we cre- created the Living Network. Is that you could join the Living Network. It's not a place to debate and argue. It's a place to find other people that are seeking the righteousness of God. Because that's part of that repentance. Repent turn around, seek the kingdom and the righteousness of God. So you can go to hisholychurch.org click on the little icon up there with a guy with a net and you can join the Living Network in your area, wherever you're at. If you're in Minneapolis, I think it's the Wisconsin group you'll be on because Wisconsin and Minneapolis are covered together. There are several other states they cover. And every state in the Union, in Canada, in South America, we have places where you can join up and there are usually contact ministers on those groups uh, what we call PCMs personal contact ministers try to find one in your area volunteer to be one and sign up because once you do that you can become a part of our seed share program our health care program our inside information uh, program about things our ID program our alternative uh, health programs all these things that are not created by some central government who's out to fleece you, but created by people who are out to love you and care about you. Now, if you don't care about them, they'll figure that out pretty quick, and you'll just find yourself out in the cold. But if they see genuine caring by you, you will find genuine caring by them. They're seeking fellow souls fellow people who love the ways of Christ and uh, are not trying to lord it over you or rule over you or compel you or twist your arm but are actually just trying to get you to come closer to God because they know in that service they themselves become closer to God and when they find themselves being impatient or not trusting in God uh, they will hopefully repent And see, that repentance is an ongoing process. You repent because you're impatient or intolerant, and then you repent again so that you become um, closer to the ways of Christ, closer to the name of Christ, closer to doing things in the name of Christ. In other words, according to his character. That's what name meant. It's the character of the individual, you know. And we'll talk about that when we return after a word from our sponsors. Years ahead of the dominant media, FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net. Around the world and on satellite, gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts, and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver. Discount Gold and Silver Trading was founded on the principle of honesty. We believe 
believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. Now listen to me. The Bible says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church, the whore that rides the beast. Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD. Government Takeover of the Church. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call 559-781-3773. Who will tell them if not you? Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck. I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I save my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide from my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop throwing your money away on bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering as promised. For a limited time, First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products. Well, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk some more about the Kingdom of God, what it looks like, how to find it, where, what paths should we be going down in order to get closer to it, because that's what we're supposed to be doing, seeking the Kingdom. So, therefore, it's about a journey. It's about a uh, task that was given to us. If you go way back into the garden, the first commandment of God was to dress it and keep it. Well, that dressing it, that's certainly to take care of it and cultivate it and make it nurture it. Uh, to keep it means to keep possession of it, to hold it. Uh, it's a trust. If God just simply gave us the earth and it's ours, there would be no stipulations or directions as to what we should do with it. But he actually put some stipulations. So that makes his grant to us of this earth and the things that live upon it, it makes it a trust because there are stipulations. There are rules. And uh, there were a few more rules and uh, actually many more rules because we keep getting farther and farther away from uh, the ways of God and so he says you know these are the guideposts these are what you should be doing well you know uh, uh, keep uh, his Sabbath holy that's a loaded statement what's his Sabbath you know doesn't just include the day of rest but includes the fact that you work six days and then take your day of rest order is very important in God's kingdom and if you take your day of rest and owe somebody else six days of labor, which is debt, you're not keeping the Sabbath. You're reversing what he said to do. Work six days, then take your day of rest. There's a lot more to it. There are many layers to this understanding. But that expresses the precept of the Sabbath probably as well as any other. Uh, it also has to do with the fact that you realize that uh, not only do you follow his ways but uh, you actually care about his ways and you follow them uh, 
Uh, other things, honor thy father and thy mother. That means don't make any other man upon the earth your father. Honor your father. The word there has to do with fat, increase. In other words, family was key. You honor your father. Uh, you make your father rich. Uh, you take care of your father. Uh, you provide for your father. You don't, you're not anxious to leave your father's household unless you go off and, and get married and enter another household. Um, but the reality is it's all about family. It's all about sons, uh, and unmarried daughters, uh, being a part of the family until they start forming their own family and then they do it by the permission of their own father. Well, today, nobody goes and asks their father for permission often. Usually, they just tell them that they're going to get married. Uh, They pretty much aren't asking permission. But they do ask permission of the state because the state is actually the one who has become their real father. This, This happened by contract. This happened because you look to the state for your daily bread. You look for the state to care for you and provide for you and be your salvation in hard times upon the earth. And it doesn't seem to bother anybody that the state operates by force. And it, even though it calls itself a benefactor, it forces it, your neighbor to contribute to your welfare. In other words, it's the men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority one over the other. Christ said not to be that way. We've all become that way because the churches have preached a watered-down false gospel that you're saved just because you think you have accepted Jesus. Well, if you don't know what Jesus said, you don't know what he was thinking, you don't know what he was doing, you don't know what his values were, what his precept upon precepts were, you don't know what his commandments are, uh, then how do you know you have accepted Jesus? Just because you accepted Jesus, and if you accept Yeshua, are you any closer to accepting who he was if you're not doing what he said? It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Not that if you love me, you'll you'll say you love me and then do whatever you darn well please. So the kingdom is about a government. It's about the government of God. It's about the right to be ruled by God and not have any other gods before him. Well, the fact is, everybody today that's in Christendom almost has other gods before them. In other words, other men that say, it's okay to do this, you have to do that, this is your responsibility, oh, I can forgive this, I won't forgive that. These are your other gods. And it says in the Bible to make no covenants with them, nor with their gods. And they're talking about their ruling judges of their system who decide right and wrong for them. We're not of that system those men who call themselves benefactors the way we are to take care of our needy is through faith hope and charity we don't do that we could do that if you got virtuous people together you could do that many societies have done that throughout history it's a real doable thing most people aren't doing it though they have become complacent they're very avaristic when it comes to their benefits They covet their neighbor's goods secretly through the ambuscade of the agencies of government. You know, I didn't force those people to pay that money. Government did. And we're supposed to obey the government. Well, the problem is, is you're supposed to obey God and give to God what is God's. And what's happened is that you've given to government what is God's. And now the government has the right to choose for you. They have the right and dominion to decide for you. And they do that on a regular basis. And what they decide, you may complain about. But you have to remember, you have made them ruler over you because you have made covenants with them. You have applied, prayed to them for those benefits. So you should be creating a society where you don't have to apply to them anymore where you don't have to pray to them anymore. And the only way to do that is to create congregations of people coming together because everybody needs help sooner or later. So you need a congregation. The way they used to do it is congregations of 10 families. You know, that was simply the buddy system times 10. And if you join the Living Network by going to hisholychurch.org and clicking on the guy with a net and joining the Living Network in your area... 
We will put you in touch with other people, and you can help us find even more people. And of course, you're one of those gems, hopefully, of the kingdom, one of the treasures of the kingdom. And we'll put you in touch with other people, and you start forming these, what we call, congregations of record. Why of record? You're simply saying, this is, this is the group that we're a part of over here, that represents the church over here. We're his church at this location. And we, because we live a little closer together, we're going to interact as a church. In other words, we're going to start learning to care for one another. And again, the first thing you want to do is find other people in your area. And you come together in these congregations of record to find more people. If you find a 100 people in your area, you simply divide up those 100 people by your own free will choice into congregations of 10 families each. Now, you could have you know, five families in a congregation or 10 or even 15. But the idea is you have to keep it small enough that it remains intimate because the the bonds that bind you in the kingdom of God are relationships, one with each other. Love thy neighbor as thyself, not exercising authority one over the other, but exercising love for one another. So this is what you're trying to do is find those other people and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And your congregation, though, now has to care about the next congregation as much as you care about your own. Because that pattern, that precept upon precept of loving your neighbor as yourself means you have to love your neighboring congregation as yourself. So you will set aside your personal interpretation and theology in order to find men who love one another and love to attend to the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith. You will not divide. If somebody actually is not a part of uh, our network anymore, they're still on it, but they don't participate, which is one of the problems. They weren't participating before. They were just using the network to create a bigger and bigger congregation. But one of the reasons they separated is they said that I, they're not sure how high I hold the Bible in esteem. Well, of course, I hold the Bible in high esteem. I quote from it in every book, on almost every page of every book. Uh, I am a great student of the Bible. I look at the original Greek and the Hebrew, spend uh, years and years of my life uh, detailing it out, use it as one of the primary sources of information. Yes, I do look at other books in order to put the Bible and the language into historical content. But the reality is, uh, I hold the Bible in very high esteem. I'm not one of these people that are throwing out parts of the Bible. I'm not even trying to retranslate it. I'm trying to find out what the words actually meant at the time they were used and written down. And if somebody finds where I make an error, I'd love to hear about it. But you got to show me some evidence that it's an error. Now, okay, so I hold the Bible in high esteem. Is it the thing that I hold in the highest esteem? Now, you can blaspheme the Bible, and you can be forgiven. You can blaspheme Christ, and you can be forgiven. But what does the Bible say that you cannot be forgiven for? Yes, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Remember, God is building His church upon that divine revelation of the Spirit, not flesh and blood. When you read the Bible, that's flesh and blood reading it. When you interpret the Bible, that's flesh and blood interpreting it. But if the Holy Spirit reveals to you its meaning, ah, now that's something we can build on. Now, of course, we know many people say the Holy Spirit told them to do this, that, or the other thing. And it doesn't really look like the Holy Spirit to me. It looks more like an unholy spirit. But the reality is, is if it is the Holy Spirit, it will be right. It will be correct and it will lead you in the right direction. If it's not the Holy Spirit, it will not. Well, how do you know it's not the Holy Spirit? Well, is it causing division? It may not be the Holy Spirit. Is it causing you to talk behind the backs of others uh, so that you're a backbiter? Well, that doesn't sound like the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells you from such stay away. So you see, are you keeping your word? Well, that if you're not, that's not the Holy Spirit. 
Are you coveting your neighbor's goods? Are you forcing your neighbor to contribute to your welfare? Are you signing up for systems that, uh, with men who call themselves benefactors, but the only reason they have something to give away to you is that they have exercised authority over your neighbor and taken away from your neighbor? And they have entered you into a uh, core V system of statutory bondage where you're back in Egypt or worse than Egypt. You don't just pay 20% to the government like you did in Egypt. Maybe you pay 30, 40% to the government. And you're in a worse bondage than you were back in Egypt. So you see, the guidelines are there in the Bible telling you what the path looks like. And most people have chosen the wrong path. And so, therefore, most people need to repent, which is turn around and head back the way they came. They got into bondage by coveting their neighbor's goods, by signing up, as it talks about in Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 1, verse 10, uh, sinners entice thee, consent not. Entice thee to do what? Have one purse. Uh, Let's lay and wait privately for the blood of our neighbor. In other words, enter into a social welfare scheme where our neighbor must sweat and toil for our benefit. And, but they warn you, is the net not spread in the sight of the bird? You're going to be caught in the very net. It will be your blood that will be exacted. And, of course, that's what a lot of people are realizing. And they're saying, I don't want to be a part of the system anymore. Well, you don't want to be a part of the system. Start being a part of the system of God. Because you're a part of the system of the world because you've turned your back on God. You've gone the other way. You need to repent and turn around and go back the way of God. You need to start creating that society that operates on faith, hope, and charity. So, again, join the network. Help us find others in your area, and we will work to find others in your area. The more people that join the network, the easier it will be for us to get on bigger radio stations than far radio. We won't ever abandon farmers they're willing to have us. We would be because they gave us a, a good start. They've supported us. And we will remain on FAR Radio no matter how uh, uh, big we become, as long as they're willing to have us. But if we can get on more radio stations, we can bring more and more people to the network, which brings more and more people to FAR Radio and more and more people to uh, thinking outside the box, uh, FAR Radio being First Amendment Radio, um, uh, this is our goal is to awaken more and more people like this sluggard that's what it gets down to that quote about the ant remember the ant if you're surety for debt uh, that doesn't have a ruler but people actually like the ant get together and start doing the job start striving start working start creating that society yourself you build the network you know people said build it and they will come no you build it you'll be there already you have to work at the network if you just want to sit back and wait till somebody else does it well you're probably not suitable for the kingdom you're not fit for more righteous habitations you should be under tribute you're the slothful but if you want to do something yourself this is what you do is you find others and we already have many people that are joining the network we have more hopefully every day and uh, the network will grow now when you got the network on email only you can get use that email to get in contact with others and start calling each other up start meeting in restaurants start meeting in parks start doing things together start scratching your head start study groups together start thinking well what does the kingdom look like what can we do and one of the things we're talking about is seed shares the country is headed for a disastrous breakdown of the economy it actually may have a total breakdown of the infrastructure before we're done and that could come at any time it could happen begin to happen this year it can happen more even next year and the year after that you could have start losing all power throughout the United States because of events on the sun and Jesus said look for events on the sun and that's why because those same events that happened back in 1859 also happened back in the days of Jesus Christ during the time of t- when Tiberius was the emperor. If those events that happen on the sun that affect the earth 
eventually cause earthquakes and volcanoes on the earth, changes in weather patterns on the earth. If they happen again in our day, you will not just have the 800 tornadoes that you had uh, this year uh, that followed us as we traveled all over the country. We had over 800 tornadoes touchdown. It's a record breaker uh, for that time of year. Uh, huge, voluminous tornadoes. We all saw that in the news. I didn't get to see much of the news. I was busy preaching the kingdom, but I heard about it. And the reality is, is that you, you haven't seen anything yet. That weather is pumped up by the events on the sun. Global warming, hey, it's that big fireball that comes up in the east every day. That's where the global warming, and it's going to cause cooling as well as warming because it's pumping up the weather. You're going to have more and more extreme weather. You have no surplus food in this country, and you have more and more extreme weather. You have some crop failures. We've already had crop failures last year worldwide. Um, that affected things like Egypt and that's why the riots were in Egypt because the cost of food went up you're going to see more and more of that and it's all because of events on the sun those events on the sun we live in a cause and effect universe there are things causing that we can tell you all about that but we're not going to talk about it on the radio uh, but the reality is those are the changes that are being wrought in your society and those events that happened back in the days of Tiberius at the time of Christ and uh, also uh, in 1859, if they happen today, caused by the sun, they could knock out power in your country, in your state, not for a day, not for a week, not for a month, but for a year or more. I'm talking about no power for a year or more. Now, you may see little glimpses of that shortly. Uh, and then you'll have rolling blackouts. Parts of the country will have power for certain parts of the time because they just simply can't get all, everything running. You'll have brownouts. You'll have uh, difficulties uh, operating certain equipment. Uh, and we may limp along for a while. But that's that's good because it'll give you opportunity to get ready. But as soon as you see food shortages, you will not have seeds anywhere. So we are encouraging all of our congregations all across the country to plant extra crops in their own gardens, in their own backyards, in their own farms. And many of the people are already on farms. They're doing, uh, taking care of one another uh, to grow extra seed and become a seed bank or a seed share uh, system uh, where you will help one another have seeds. But we're not going to put this all where everybody can see where this is we're gonna you have to join the network and build those relationships you actually have to start showing you care about others in order to find others who may care about you uh, health wise medicines may become more difficult um, communication may become more difficult you do not want to depend upon the internet all these things are just calamities these are the uh, famines and plagues of Egypt that came before uh, they let his people go and the reality is they needed those plagues God hardened the heart of the Pharaoh because the people needed to go through those plagues in order to become a viable nation so that in one day millions of people left Egypt one day they left as a unit as a body Moses did not take people to the edge of the desert and say, run for it, you're free, one at a time. He said, come together, take care of one another, fill each other's water flask. That's another problem. Fresh drinking water. No power, no water. No power, sewage in the river, sewage in the streams, sewage in the lakes. All your processing plants, we passed a big, huge processing plant on the way from Milwaukee today. Uh, we were up at 3 trying to get here on time, and we did. Um, the reality is, uh, all heck, may I use that word, heck, uh, will break loose one of these days. It may creep in on you. It's already happening. Millions of people lost their homes. Millions of people lost their uh their, their uh, savings the money in your pocket is worth less now than it was at the beginning of this program the money in your savings accounts are worth less now than it was at the beginning of this program it buys less 
today than it did yesterday. And you're going to see more and more of that. And why? Well, we tell you all about that at the meeting. And again, in Minneapolis, the meeting is in Inver Grove Huts. And it's at Heartland Credit Union, 5500 South Robert Trail. And uh, it begins today at 1 o'clock. We'll be getting down there shortly after the radio broadcast. And you can go all the way to 9. And then I'm going to try to get some sleep. Uh, I have some private meetings in the morning on Sunday. And then in the evening again, uh, we'll have meetings from 5 to 8 to the general public which is only three hours, and we may show up a little early then, too. Uh, but then we have to take off uh, first thing for North Dakota. Uh, but anyway, you can meet a lot of people there, and we'll uh, share a lot of information with you. Uh, we'll try to get some more. We've actually already put some of the meetings that we've already had up on recordings on the Internet. Uh, you can find it on the Preparing You uh dot com site uh, you can also find links to it I think on our uh, regular site at hisholychurch.org but if you just want to get emails you just want to sit there and listen to radio programs we probably won't be able to help you you need to join the network you need to start forming those congregations of record you need to start thinking about others as much as you think about yourself why? because that's how you prepare your heart for Christ. Because Christ came to serve, not be served. He didn't come to sit on a couch. He didn't come to sit and listen to radio or send email. He came to actually make a difference in the lives of other people. You need to come with that same spirit or you're not doing anything in the name of Christ. So join us and uh, we'll see you next Peace. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.